0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Temple of the False Pod, uh, where the decks aren't optimal, but the plays sure as heck are fun. I'm one of your hosts, Andy. I'm your other host, Bruce. And we are the. I, I don't know, I got nothing. We're the hosts of this show, is what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we are the False Pods. <laughs> we're, we're the False Pods. Uh, so, today we are going to talk about one of our favorite. I guess variants. Yes. Is that...
1: Definitely a Variant.
0: You use the same decks. We also do it with our 60-card our Casual. It's Plain Chase. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it over here. Um, Simply
1: put, Plain Chase uh, adds fun to whatever deck you choose to play. Whether you're playing uh, head-to-head standard with your opponent. Uh, if you're playing Commander. If you're playing 60-card Chaos. If you're... Pl- any any format that involves playing decks of magic cards, Plane Chase will make it better, <laughs> says the yeah. guy who really likes a little more chaos in his games, because that's what Plane Chase brings.
0: This is a, a must-have for uh, any, any player who likes chaos in their game. Um, a little unpredictability and trying to uh, uh, adapt. That's the word. Who, whoever wants to try to quickly adapt to any newly updated
1: board state
0: which is uh, what magic's all about
1: <laughs> right plane chase cards just take that board state and make it a little bit more insane now to be fair i will say to those of you who are not big fans of the of extra variants hang in there because there there is a variation of plane chase which does up the variance but is far less chaotic than the standard the standard way plane chase is played So, Andy, before we go too crazy here, we should probably introduce what Plane Chase is to the handful of people who are listening and don't know what Plane Chase is. Yeah, so Plane Chase. It's an official game variant
0: uh, put out by Wizards. Uh, You get a big deck of cards. Uh, They
1: are oversized cards. When Plane Chase first came out, Wizards made a box, and they put four decks in the box, and then there was a stack of... Planes. I think it was roughly 40 planes or so. The idea was that you would buy this and then you could play this with your friends. Each of you would choose one of the decks that were available, and these are regular magic decks. They had some cards that were specific just to that set, like Wizards sometimes does. And then there was this stack of plane chase cards. Now, the plane chase cards are about the size of two magic cards put side by side you view them on the horizontal not the vertical so they're they're wider than they are taller at that point in time the plane chase cards were made up of the planes of magic so you could get a plane chase card from zendikar and a a plane chase card from ravnica or they would get more specific and say that it was from uh you know the boros precinct or some part of a plane from of somewhere else. In essence, half of the card has a picture just like a regular Magic card and then the rest of the card would give you a static ability which basically says whatever was going on. So some of them would say when something happens, this happens. Others would just simply say this is the case. So um, I guess the best way to do this is to just pick one. So uh, yeah. we've
0: got one called Lanor. It's it's a it's a place. It's got the the card is called Lanor. In the type line, it says Plane Dominaria. Then underneath that, it has the ability, the static ability uh, that all creatures have tap to add two green mana to your mana pool. And then underneath that, it has the activated ability. Uh, the activated ability is preceded by a chaos symbol, which means that you have to roll the planar Die which has four blank sides, four blank faces, uh, and then it has uh, one face that has the Planeswalker symbol, uh, and the opposite face has a Chaos symbol. You roll it, and if you get Chaos, the activated ability resolves, right? Yes. Or goes onto the stack. Uh, For Lanamore, whenever you roll Chaos, untap all creatures you control. Yeah, so that's that's like... the map of a card.
1: So now that you've got these oversized cards, when do you, when do you flip them? So on each active person's turn, they get the chance to, to roll the, the plane or die. But they can only do it on their turn. And they can only do it once. So they roll, something happens or nothing happens, and then it's done. However...
0: And you can only roll at sorcery speed. Yes. So you can't roll in reaction to something. You can't roll during combat
1: right however you can also roll again um, but much like the, with the with the commander tax there's a tax on it so if you want to roll a second time that will cost you one mana so you tap a mana then roll if you'd like to roll a third time then you have to tap two a fourth time will cost three a fifth time costs four um, so obviously these numbers you know these numbers can rack up pretty quick but it prevents you from just rolling for free and just continuing to roll until you get to where you want to go so there's some control over the the amount of chaos here but um i mean realistically every turn you're looking at a one in three chance of either hitting the the chaos roll or planes walking away so um it things things do tend to move along fairly well
0: um and i know what you're probably thinking uh as two players who play a lot of silver-bordered cards yes uh those cards that say you know re-roll a die you can use it to re-roll your planar die. Oh, yeah. Uh, chef's kiss. Mwah. There we go.
1: Now, the idea at the st- when when this came about was that you would then take these cards and, and add them into your game. So, obviously, the Plane Chase cards don't go in your deck. They're far too big for that. You can't shuffle them <laughs> in. Uh, now, since then, they've come out with another set. So, now there are two sets of Plane Chase cards. The second set also included another card type called a phenomenon and a phenomenon is essentially an instant so you would flip it over and it does something immediately and then you flip it you flip the next card in the deck to find the next plane that you're actually on so you don't stop with a phenomenon i always like to picture the phenomenon as being as wafting through the blind eternities and something happens (laughs) there and then you keep going until you finally get to a plane but in any event, that's something to talk about a little bit more later. But um, that's just sort of the general gist of Plane Chase. You have the cards, you throw a die. When you get to planeswalk, you then take the next Plane Chase card, which is face down, flip it over, and you're now at this new plane, which changes the effects on the board. Yeah. So if you're on War and you can tap your creatures for mana, when you leave, now you can't tap your creatures for mana anymore, and maybe you end up... Maybe you end up on Undercity Reaches, and whenever a creature deals combat damage to a player, its controller may draw a card. Suddenly you're not interested in tapping your creatures for green mana anymore. Now you want to uh, do damage and draw cards. And of course, because they're face down, you never know what's coming up next. That's the general gist of Plane Chase, and sort of how it, how it brings a little bit more variance to the game.
0: So I, I love anything that switches up the normal gameplay. You know, you and I have our games that we play every week and they can not necessarily be a little repetitive but it's kind of a what's the word uh like an like a, it levels the playing field uh to an extent uh if you have a, a garbage deck it can still be garbage if you have an amazing like level eight deck it still can perform that way but it helps when say i've been playing for almost three years and i'm playing against people who you know have been playing for 20 years uh it it helps balance it and i i've loved <laughs> playing chase since the first time i played it um i've got a deck that i i love playing playing chase with because it's not it's not that good outside of it it's not as focused right
1: all right. So, what are the ways to use to use Plane Chase cards? Now, ideally the way Wizards described it was they wanted each of the players to draft all of the planes that were that were included in the box. And each player would then build their own Plane Chase deck. Yeah. And I think it was 10 cards. Um I could be wrong, but I think it was 10 cards. And the idea is that you would each have your own deck and you would just choose Try and choose the 10 planes that work best for you with your deck. So on your turn, when you rolled the dice, if you rolled Plane Chase, you flipped the top card of your deck and everybody is now on that space. But obviously it would benefit you more because you've built built your Plane Chase deck to help with your deck. So you would get the advantage there. And this is what I meant when I said that not every variant is, uh, is more chaotic this adds to the variance but it really doesn't add to the chaotic nature of it with only 10 options there's a good chance that you can have some control over what you put in that deck and that you'll have a better chance of hitting what you're looking for so it offers that i will say that right off the bat i don't know anybody who's done this mostly because i think that this is kind of broken <laughs> when you when you use it with, say, a commander deck, which is how most people play with plain chase cards. They play it in a commander game. So, you know, if you picked out your your favorite reasonably well-tuned commander deck and now you're adding 10 cards that are going to generally make that deck better, it gets a little broken. Um, and I think most people just don't want to play that style. The most common way is to take all of the plain chase cards, shuffle them up, Stick them face down in the middle of the board. Everybody draws their cards. And then you flip over the first plane chase card. Read it off. That's where you are to start. And then whoever goes first, goes first. And then you just simply, it's one big shared deck in the middle. You roll the dice. If you planeswalk, you you just flip the next card over. And that's sort of the standard for how plane chase is played. I see that more often than virtually any other plane chase variant. It's generally... More often played with multiplayer games. But uh, I've had plenty of games when I played it just one-on-one. Because as Andy said, it is a nice equalizer. Um, and there are times when uh, you're, you and your opponent are at either different skill levels. Or you and your opponent have different have decks that are on different skill levels. And you want something that's going to sort of help balance things out a little bit. And uh, Oftentimes, it's amazing how often Plane Chase can do that.
0: I love this... Uh, I mean, most games that I've played with plane chase, you go into a turn with a very clear person in the lead and by the end of that turn, it's somebody completely else because you've either changed planes or the plane is so strong or, uh, like the, like the past two games that we've played, uh, there has been a person that has been very much behind up until turn four and then we get to a certain plane whatever it is and uh they just kind of come out of nowhere and and practically demolish the two of us uh and it's 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 been it's been entertaining to say the least to see that happen
1: it just adds something to the game and it makes the uh the big moments uh the big plays just that much more uh unique and variable um however i guess there is one more plane chase variant that i want to cover um Mostly because it's one of my favorite it's my favorite favorite type Um, But it's a little a little awkward to play and I'll explain that when we get through there. So (laughs) This version is generally referred to as a plane chase map or something, you know, words words to that effect I've seen it described differently. Essentially It's you take plane chase cards and put them in a three by three grid Have them all face down now you're gonna flip over the middle card and that's where you are. That's where you start your journey through all of this. Then you're going to flip over the cards, uh, I think it's best described, the cards north, south, east, and west of that card. Now, when you roll the planar die and you get to planeswalk, you can choose to go north, south, east, or west. And since they're flipped up, you get to see them. So you know exactly what you're about to walk into and you've got four four options. You choose the best one. Or you choose the one that, that, that least hurts you. Maybe there's an opponent who is dying to get to this one spot and you're just like, uh-uh, we <laughs> cannot go there with you on with you in this current board state. So you go somewhere else. The key is is that when you move, the entire board shifts so if i move east i'm going to shift the entire board and create a new three by three grid and the plane that i've walked to is now the new center of the board so now i'm going to have the plane that i'm on now so to my west is the one you were just on it's still sitting there however the other three that you can see now are brand new ones and the diagonals are still face down. Then you're gonna take all of the ones that you can't get to in one turn anymore. They all get picked up and put into the discard pile. So the idea is we've now gotten away from that. It also allows you to eliminate planes that are just way too good against you or planes you just have no desire to get to. <laughs> so you can do that. now. I've described the movements, but I haven't described why you would put cards in the diagonals. Now, when you roll plane chase, if you don't want to go to any one of those four, you can can do a blind jump and blindly jump to one of the four corners. You then flip that card over to see what it is, and then you do the same thing. You rebuild your three-by-three grid. Except this time, the plane that you jumped from is gone. Because you don't get to see what's diagonally, those are always blind jumps. So that plane is now gone. You essentially have created almost a whole new grid, except you've still got your, um, you still got the two planes that it's that it was next to on the previous three by three. Yeah. Um, but you've got all these other new cards. So it's a great way to get rid of a whole bunch of the map at once. But you don't get to see where you're going, so you take a blind shot. Um, the other thing is with phenomenons, because you don't stay there. Phenomenons are something that happens and then you move to the plane. When, when you flip your the north, south, east, and west cards over, if one of them is a phenomenon, you just draw the next card and put it underneath the phenomenon. So that way ah. when somebody jumps, you jump, you do the phenomenon, and then you land on the plane behind it. Or ah. actually, did we set up the planes behind it? Maybe we don't. I don't know. Um... But either way, set it up however you want. This is yeah, just sort of or... a general idea. Now, this offers obviously more control than simply flipping over the middle card. There's the fun of jumping all over the place, and then there's also the tactics. In that it, you know, you can stay away from uh, from planes you don't want. You can try and stay close to the planes that you do. Um, there's there's all sorts of ways to try and make the board work best for you. Um, the real downside to the Plane Chase map and the part that I think is a big reason why it doesn't get played as much is because it is a 3 by 3 square. Um, and it's easy to forget how much real estate this takes up. <laughs> These are oversized cards and they use up a fair bit of space. I've seen other groups where, where the map uh, doesn't disappear. So you move and they just sort of angle the cards to always have room to keep doing it. So you can always oh, come nuts. right back. Over the course of one game, if you've got somebody who's actively trying to get away from a plane, uh, <laughs> they're gonna create a map that's huge. In either way, both of these options are just a little too unwieldy. Um, so it doesn't happen as much.
0: I I think those options too really kind of speak to the spirit of playing plane chase is that you're kind of em- not only embracing the chaos of it all but your uh, your home rules I guess for a lack of a better term are are kind of the limits um, adding adding your own home rules kind of helps with the enjoyment of the game in any way
1: uh, right I mean initially we we came up with the idea that when you rolled chaos mm-hmm. that it went on the stack because it's right. an activated ability and that was how we described it we didn't necessarily check immediately to see if that was correct because we all sort of looked at it and thought this seems like the way it should get played and you know we don't we didn't want to punish people for rolling, you know, for rolling the planer die and then not taking full advantage immediately. So this is sort of how we did it. Now we later looked it up and I believe we found out we were right, but honestly, even right. if we'd found out we were wrong, I don't know that I would have wanted to change it anyway. <laughs> I liked the way we were playing it. I liked the I liked how the gameplay went. We were all in agreement on it, so what's the harm? Right. So
0: and I think I think that yeah, that that perfectly sums up, uh, like our playstyle is if everyone's okay with it, why, why cause an issue? Um, right. Uh, I, I looked it up while you were talking. the The official name passed down from Wizards of the Coast: Eternity Maps. Okay, there we Eternity's go. Eternity's yeah. map. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem like there's any like official at least from my cursory glance uh there doesn't seem to be any official like rules uh with that play style and uh phenomenons right uh but i mean you know most of the figure it out yeah most of what i had seen
1: i think was stuff that was sort of set out before there were phenomenons so uh, right yeah you just make it work yeah make it work i adore (laughs) um plane chase i i don't think i can say that enough yeah um so we are going to wax poetic and and describe scenarios and other stuff that are just absolutely insane however um just real quick how do you get plane chase cards i mean the easiest way is you know just find them on the internet buy them buy them in a store um i would not try and go and find whole boxes of it uh, I'm sure they're out there, but it's probably easier to just buy sets of individual of the individual cards uh, or a set of the cards on their own. I think that's generally the best way there are plenty of people who are looking to sell their particular set of of playing chase cards uh, your play group probably really only needs one set and honestly you don't need them all this isn't you you don't need all of the plane chase cards you just need a handful so that you get some variability. Um there are there were two different um releases of plane chase cards. If you're looking to get all of them, you are looking at uh there's two separate sets. Andy do you happen to have the the sets up then?
0: Yeah so they're just called Plane Chase and then Plane Chase 2012. Okay. Uh and then there are also six additional uh Promo cards. Right. Uh, um, that are planes. Um, you can. Uh, in 2016, Wizards released both products together with the six promotional planes uh, in a product called Plane Chase Anthology. Um, you know, it it came, it came with four decks uh, these planar cards, the uh, phenomenon cards, uh, some some tokens whatnot you know the magic the magic anthology experience um but you you can absolutely find
1: just the planes by themselves yeah um you don't even need the plane or die i mean yeah. it's a six-sided die you can just when yeah, you're one, roll, six, one yeah, yeah one is the chaos six is the is the planes walk and away you go you're fine um i will say actually another variant that i've heard some people play is uh where they change the ratio so instead Ooh. of it just being one for chaos it's one or a two on a six-sided die for planeswalk it's a five or a six
0: Ooh, um, oh, and i've turns. also
1: seen some people just go yeah you know what one two three are chaos four five six is playing is planeswalk something's happening on every one of these rolls." <laughs> um i'm not as big a fan of that much i could see, definitely yeah. see going up to two options but um, games with plane chase take longer. Uh, they take longer because you're flipping cards, you're reading the plane chase card, and then you're reassessing your hand and your board and everyone else's based on what the new reality is. So games can go a little slower. There's plenty of plane chase cards that will drag the game down, that that slow it down. Not every plane chase card is something that you're going to be like, yay, I'm so excited we're here. <laughs> so um but it's some, it's something to keep keep in mind that you don't want to you know be doing that much change that often. But hey, to each his own.
0: Yeah, you, I mean, you could also just go up with the number of sizes. You could use a D twelve, D twenty, whatever you have. Um, so, like, just getting the cards, um,
1: it's it's not it's not too bad. They're they're widely available. Yeah, uh, having been around during plane chase, plane chase anthologies. Uh, the cards that are available in those decks were fun. Um, hmm. Some of my some of my favorite legends were in those decks. Um, Kron of the Dawnclad, which admittedly Ooh. not a good not a good legend. Kron was in the deck. But the the other one is the black and blue one. I can't remember the name of it. But either way, there were several really good cards in the deck. Um, they're you know obviously less not quite as good as they used to be but they made for some interesting deck builds um they offered some interesting options and uh you know yeah don't don't uh don't poo poo an option that includes (laughs) the decks um they're 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 generally fun
0: and uh and before we go any further bruce uh i think it's perfect time to throw it over to our sponsor Uh, so we'll be right back
1: This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by... Feeding Grounds! Come on down to Feeding Grounds on the Plain of
0: Muruganda. Just head toward the loud dinosaurs, but if you make a to Ixalon, you've gone the wrong way. For a limited time only, you can get your red spells for cheaper, you can get your green spells for cheaper. Act now, and you can get your red-green spells, well, whoo! Come on down and get your grub on. You won't find deals like this anywhere else in a whole blind eternity. Just, uh... Stay away from the mimeoplasm, will ya? <laughs> don't, uh, don't say I didn't warn you. Feeding grounds. We got some food for you on the ground.
1: And now back to you.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, thank you. So, Andy, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the, some of the planes. Let's talk about <laughs> some of these cards, because. Yeah. The, the the real They're wild yeah i mean the real joy of this is because it, it is the insanity that these cards offer now um andy how many are there total now there are currently let's see we've got 40
0: planes mm-hmm. from plane chase one we've got 32 planes from plane chase 2012 eight phenomenon cards from plane chase 12 and six promotional planes all right so, so a total it of comes 86. to 86 yeah comes to a total of 86 planar cards right half of which are nuts not so um i you know i was looking at these cards and i was like trying to figure out which ones were my favorite and i have i don't know six or seven tabs open of just like i love these <laughs> ones. um and uh there's just some there's some wild things uh the, I think the great thing too, is that as we go through these, you'll you'll recognize like oh, that is clear. Like they do such a good job of of making them flavorful for the plane that they're on, for the area of the plane that they're on. Um, uh, like you know, as we said before, War on Dominaria, you tap any creature for two green. That's you know like a buff buff or elf uh um let's let's start on the plane of lorwyn in the peaceful peaceful gold meadow uh this is one of my favorites um whenever how, how is this en- one of your favorites <laughs> because it's just it, it's goofy it it heart like D- just just describe sp- the card i i yeah. okay when a land enters the battlefield that lands controller creates three white goat creature tokens and then the chaos ability whenever you roll chaos create a 0-1 white goat creature token so you know each turn hopefully you're gonna get three goats and then if you roll and you're you roll chaos you get a fourth goat uh what what fun uh they hardly affect the board uh they're great chumpers um, and as we saw last week in one of our games, uh, unfortunately it really builds up, uh, Gaia's Cradle.
1: Boring. Oh my God. This boring. <laughs> you think boring? Oh, think maybe, it's boring. I think it's I it's. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm, I'm one, of, I'm a token player. Um, um I, look, but. I, I love, I love token strategies. And if you've you know, I think in that game I was able to play a land, sack it to go get another land, got six goats in one turn. I believe I even rolled chaos and picked up a seventh. Um, there's zero one tokens, so unless your deck is built to take advantage of a large number of creatures, it's not really offering a whole lot. I mean, it, it gives you yeah, very funny. Uh, <laughs> it gives you some. It gives you some sack outlets to do other things, which is. Kind of what I was doing with them, but uh, it's it, given all of the other options uh, that Plane Chase offers, uh, this is this is um, this is tame in comparison.
0: Yeah, my my only dislike with it is that uh, it really falls apart to drample.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, okay. So, for example, Naya. On the plane of Alara, you may play any number of additional lands on each of your turns. So on your turn with Naya in play, you simply dump all of the lands in your hand on the board. Just put them all there. And if you have the ability to search and find three more, put those out there too. There's no restrictions on the number of lands that you can put out as long as they're from your hand. Uh, And then the chaos is when you roll chaos... Target red, green, or white creature you control gets plus one, plus one until the end of the turn for each land you control. So you roll chaos. Now you get a massive creature because you've just put out three lands that turn. I like Naya because in the early game, it makes the game take off. You rarely are keeping a hand that has less than three lands. So if Naya comes up early enough, you can dump them onto the battlefield and they don't come onto the, onto the battlefield tapped they come out untapped and ready to be used um if you play it in the mid game uh, you've probably got one land in your hand but you probably also have ways to ramp into more you may also have ways to draw multiple cards which will let <laughs> you play all those lands and once you're in the mid and late game Rolling the chaos, even if you don't have extra lands in your hand, that chaos roll is going to create at least one ridiculously big creature. And when you're, when you're playing red, green, or white, you're, you're looking at, uh, a trample creature, a flying creature, Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, or some combination or some other way to, or, or say a double strike. Right. I mean, any one of those options. Sounds really good to me, but this is... It sounds realistic, yeah. Right, and this is, like, that's sort of the kind of thing I'm looking for from playing chase cards. Now, obviously, when Naya comes in, the guy who's playing, uh, I don't know, red, green, black, <laughs> is going to be okay with this, because they get the benefit, they go from there. The person who's playing all white, well, they're like, okay, this is great, I wish I had more ways to get more land in my hand, but... It's, it's there. The person who's playing black, once they've put that extra land out, they're like, okay, how fast can I get out of here? Um, my favorite Naya story is uh, I had an opponent. We started the game. Uh, he started in Naya, dumped three lands onto the mm-hmm. battlefield. Then rather than play anything out of his hand, he rolled the planar or die. Nothing happened. He tapped a mana, rolled it again, and we planes walked away.
0: <laughs> so, uh... that first
1: turn, nothing really, he didn't get full advantage. But by turn two, when he drops the fourth land onto the battlefield, and then, you know, throws a couple mana rocks, and then suddenly we all realize, you know, okay, this person is like now four lands ahead or three lands ahead, you know. They're getting three more mana per turn than the rest of us. I mean, that's just a monster. And it, <laughs> it really created a very much a three-on-one scenario until we felt like we could finally regain some balance there. But
0: Oh, yeah. That's definitely one of those ones that whenever it gets flipped over, everyone at the table cheers. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you just kind of hope it lasts until it gets to you.
1: Yeah. Now, Andy and I have both talked about planes that we really like. So, one of the planes that shows up that very rarely elicits any sort of cheer is the fourth <laughs> sphere. Uh, this is a plane from Phyrexia. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a non-black creature. Hmm. Um, and then the chaos is whenever you all chaos, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. For those players who have non-black creatures, this is no fun at all, unless you're playing tokens, in which case you can toss one of your goat tokens or one of your sapperlings, or one of your other, you know, 101 token creatures that you have and toss the sack and it doesn't bother you at all. But for other players, this is miserable and you want to get off this as fast as possible. And quite honestly, rolling chaos to get a 2-2 zombie token uh, is doing nothing to make you feel better. But again, like, this is what I mean. These are cards you don't enjoy, but wow, you're not taking them out of the deck. Because that yeah. black player is getting a benefit. There are plenty of times when uh, when a creature dies, when anyone's creature dies, that somebody has a card that gets a benefit when that happens. Well, this says that's going to happen a lot. So even the cards that have a downside, um, they still you know they obviously have an upside for other decks. So this one has an upside for a, a smaller number of decks, but it's still there. So um, Andy, what other cards are the cards you looking at?
0: Uh, one of my, uh, while while we're while we're being uh, sad, I guess, uh, going to the hippodrome, on the plane of Segovia, is that what
1: that says? I think so. It is because the uh, a quick little backstory: Segovia was one of the early planes of magic, um, and uh, one of the one of the more famous cards where Segovia that represents Segovia is the Segovian Leviathan. The Segovian mm. Leviathan is a three-three creature, because that <laughs> what counts is that's what counts as a Leviathan in Segovia, which makes sense why the Hippodrome does what it does.
0: Yeah. So the Hippodrome uh, on the plane of Segovia, all creatures get minus five minus zero. So like, most of your creatures are going to be zero power. Just period. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, the chaos is whenever you roll chaos, you may destroy target creature if its power is zero or less. Which is nice when you want to just destroy your opponent's creatures. But this slows the game down. Unless there are creatures out there with a higher power than five. I mean, it, it brings your 6-6 six, six down to a 1-6. Uh, which, yeah, it's still slowing the game down. This just discourages attacks, uh, which sometimes is fine. But it just it, it slows everything to a crawl, which which I don't I don't like, um, especially where I don't know a lot of my creatures aren't very big. Right. Um, we were talking about my black white Tesa deck. All my all all of my token creatures are gonna be zero toughness or zero power. Sorry, um, and. They're just going to sit there until we leave. That said, it's not as bad as the Eon Fog on the plane of Equilor, uh, where players skip their untap steps. That's essentially... Is it—is it stasis? Virtually, yeah. Whenever you roll Chaos, you untap all permanents you control. That one has like a nice yin-yang
1: kind of feel to it with...
0: Oh, what is that plane that you were talking about earlier? Yeah.
1: And the trick with the Eon Fog mm-hmm. is normally you would tap lands to roll extra dice to get away from a plane like that but now suddenly you're looking at your lands and knowing they're not going to untap and it's like okay well do i save it try and build up so that i can play a spell and just be stuck here or you know do you burn up your mana to get off the plane knowing that the next that you don't get to untap if you get off the plane it's the next person that does so you do all the work so the next guy gets the benefit. Um, that's not necessarily what you're looking for. So it it creates a weird dynamic there. But well, let me jump in with one of my personal yep. favorites. Uh, yeah. and this one is not a plane. This is spatial merging. Uh, it is a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Now, we sort of mentioned phenomena When you flip a phenomenon, you immediately do whatever it says to do. And when you're finished, then you flip the next card. And if it's a plane, then you you're, you're on that plane. If it's another phenomenon, you do what that phenomenon says, and then you flip another card to finally get to the plane. So spatial merging is a phenomenon. So, and it says, when you encounter spatial merging, reveal cards from the top of your planar deck until you reveal two plane cards. Simultaneously, planes walk to both of them. Put all other cards revealed this way on the bottom of your planar deck in any order. So mm-hmm. you get you get to be on two planes at once, which means that when you roll chaos, you get both of the ability. You've also got two different things happening at once. So um, just choosing at random here, I'll choose Zephyr Maze, and I'll choose the Aloran Wilds. So Zephyr Maze says that creatures without or with flying get plus two plus zero creatures without get minus two minus zero and whenever a player taps a permanent for mana that player adds one mana to his or her mana pool of any type that permanent produced so the two abilities don't really overlap at all but they're both going on at the same time so bigger flyers smaller ground pounders and a lot of extra mana Now, whenever you roll chaos, target creature gains flying until the end of the turn, and whenever you roll chaos, target player can't cast spells until a player planeswalks. So you can lock somebody down and give one of your creatures flying and pound the crap out of them, knowing that they can't play a spell to stop it. And that's where the combo part of this really, really works out. Now, I just chose two at random. Uh, I mean, obviously, there are plenty of times when the two cards work really well together, or... They work against each other, which makes for some all kinds of hysterical setups.
0: Yeah, like like for instance, the Eon Fog, you skip your untap step. Horizon Bows, which is one of my favorite, on the plane of Pyrulia, all permanents untap during each player's untap step. Okay. So they don't work together. Uh, <laughs> you don't have your untap step, so your permanents don't uh untap during each player's untap step well here
1: try these two on for size there's a card called panopticon when you Jeez. yeah so when you planeswalk to panopticon draw a card at the beginning of your draw step draw an additional card when you roll chaos you draw a card you catch it there's a theme with panopticon <laughs> um, now let's pair it with stairs to infinity players have no maximum hand size handy when you're drawing this many cards whenever you roll the planar die draw a card now whenever you roll the planar die each person every turn gets a free roll on the die and so and you can pay one more to roll it again so draw a card roll roll once for free draw a card uh, spend one roll draw draw another card uh, and the chaos for stairs to infinity is whenever you roll chaos reveal the top card of your planar dot a planar deck you may put it on the bottom uh, of your planar deck.
0: So you're essentially scrying one off of your planar deck. You can either keep it on top or put it on bottom. Essentially, with those two out, you are drawing three additional cards yeah. in addition to your your regular draw. Right. Uh, so or this is I guess it Yeah, and this yeah, is part of the reason why I, I
1: love spatial merging because if you're not getting already getting enough variety now you're definitely seeing all kinds of different plane setups so even for someone who's played as much as i have and has been on virtually every plane that's available uh, multiple times spatial merging lets you (laughs) put them together in ways that you almost certainly have never done before and it creates a a whole different scenario so uh, that was wonderful
0: i love all of the phenomenons i feel like there's there's rarely a week one there's eight of them um and honestly each of them affects the board so well so immediately um that it's it's hard to kind of be mad at any of them i'd say the only one out of the eight that i ever am like kind of like about is plane wide disaster which is just a wrath of god it just destroy all creatures when you encounter plane wide disaster but, you know, you've got uh, Morphic Tide. Uh, you shuffle. Morphic Tide is like a, it's a plane-wide uh, chaos warp. You just kind of shuffle your things into your yeah. library and I mean, put out that many cards. The
1: phenomenons are, are big. They, they do big yeah. stuff. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because it's a one-shot deal and then it's gone. So I actually was kind of lucky. I am the, as far as I know, the only person who's ever previewed, or who ever got to do a preview of a phenomenon. I got to I got to Ooh. be the one who previewed the Interplanar Tunnel. Uh, one of the joys of writing for Wizards of the Coast when Plane Chase came out. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so I mean we can go on and on about about the various planes that we've run into. Um, I can't recommend enough just doing this yourself. Take a shot at it. If you're if you're concerned about the outlay, set it up in Scryfall, hit random, and just have Scryfall be your uh, be oh, your yeah. deck it will spit out a random card for you and then you can uh, go from there um and after you play it a couple of times uh you will be looking online to try and find your own set of planes this is it is just too much fun to not to uh, to not add this into your games at least sometimes i admit if i was going to do plane chase every single game i'd probably get tired of it but having it come up regularly in our in our rotation is something i look forward to I think it's uh I think it's a ton of fun. It creates that that random scariness when when <laughs> someone has has started to take over the board and started to lock things down and it's becoming obvious who your winner is going to be, and it doesn't seem like there's any way out and then you just start spending all of your mana to roll because you're just like, get me to a plane that can do something against this guy.
0: Um, yeah, there have been so, so. many plane chase games that i i am just drawing land after the land or just like crap cards that aren't getting me out of the situation I'm in, uh, that I just need to spend all of my mana to get out of whatever plane we're in, uh, to hopefully affect the board enough that I can somehow pull it through. Right. Um, and sometimes you just have those nights where you're just rolling garbage. Uh, but I, I would like to quickly emphasize that we, uh, have no affiliation with anyone, uh, involved in this product uh except for that one time that you got that that preview yeah. um just to cover our
1: cover our butts oh. um, <laughs> play, play and, just uh, is just fun it just it yeah. just adds that much more fun to magic um you it is it is our flavor of chaos uh
0: there there rarely is a night that we play magic that someone in isn't like, uh, should we play, Plane Chase? Uh, <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes we're not feeling it, but that's just because it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle.
1: Let's let's just say the last game that we played of Plane Chase, um, mm-hmm. we were all running Unmander decks, and we threw Plane Chase into the mix, and that was just awesome, just a oh. ton of fun, all kinds of craziness going on all over the place and everybody was in for it. And I can't, like I said, I can't recommend it enough. You give it a shot, uh, take it out for a spin. Uh, It's not gonna cost you anything until you decide that this thing's awesome and you really do have to have some plane chase in your life. Uh, And I strongly encourage it. Check it out. Uh, Highly recommend. You will not regret this. I swear to God, you will not regret this. You won't regret it.
0: Uh, yeah, it's the best for just any any game of Magic. Um, anything anything else you want to say about any of the specific planes? Any stories you have before we wrap up? Nope,
1: nope, I am right. I am all good. I'm going to save save the rest of the stories so that everybody else can then be surprised by some of the stuff that comes up in the planes deck or with, their, <laughs> with their planer decks. Well,
0: in that case, I would love to thank you all for listening uh we we have a great time here every week and uh we're the temple of the false pod uh i'm andy you can find me at twitch and twitter at andy weekend
1: i'm bruce you can find me on twitter as at ManaBurn.
0: and our decks are not optimized but the plays sure as heck are fun thank you for listening have a great night Hey everyone, Andy here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Temple of the False Pod. Just a few housekeeping things here at the end of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. We put out new episodes every Wednesday morning. Subscribe and give us a review. It really helps out the show. And it'll show us what you like about our podcast. Uh, Also, we've got a Twitter and an Instagram. Our handle is falsepodmtg, all one word. So be sure to follow us. Feel free to reach out to us there or drop us an email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com and tell us your favorite magic-related story. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to you and to Bruce. He's Mana Burned on Twitter, and I'm Andy Weekend on Twitter and Twitch, We're Temple of the Falsepod, where our decks aren't optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the Temple.